Hey, listeners, welcome to another episode of Happy Hamstrings with Julie Brown. Today is Friday, November the 26th, 2021, and it is about 7.15 in the evening, and I have with us Yogi Becky. Welcome back again, Yogi Night Becky. <laughs> Yay! And she's Yay. just she's just had a birthday. It was yesterday, right? Yes. Happy yes, birthday. Happy belated birthday. Yes, and I'll bust it on out. I'm a 60-year-old person. So, <laughs> you know, it took me 60 years to get here, and I hope to be here another 60. I'd like to see how it turns out. Yes, definitely. And <laughs> I wanted you to talk a little bit, because you had said that yoga was quite relatable in your recovery process as you're recovering from your knee replacement surgery. Mm-hmm. And I wanted you to talk a little bit about how yoga was relevant for you in your healing as you're recovering. Very relevant because the motions, for example, just just the minor little toe motions, like, okay, point your toes and then pull them straight up toward your face. That is one mm-hmm. of the basic things that they had you doing. And I did it just sort of unconsciously. And the more you do it, you can feel it exercising and coming up your leg to your kneecap. And once it goes over the kneecap, it starts coming up the thigh. And when you do that, you're like, you don't realize how much that little tiny bit of motion, you know, maybe six inches of range there, is making you go, I'm going to get stronger. So it's not the big, you know, dramatic things that make us stronger it's the small you know accomplishments in life it seems like so it's kind of relatable back to yoga and the fact that the if you listen to your internal voice and don't try to override yourself Mm -hmm. you'll be much better off and just take your journey at your pace it's your journey and it's your learning and um Lifting the leg, that's another thing, too. When you're seated, to lift the leg straight up and point the toes straight out mm-hmm. and then bring the foot up and then lower it back down, it, you know, that's something we take for granted. That's just a normal, you know, I'm going to get sit down at the table and you're going to have to bend that leg. Yeah, I think bending it in the water exercises helps a lot, too, with mobility um, issues. Once, you know, once you're healed up enough where you could get in the water, if there's somewhere where you could get in the pool, that would probably help. It does. And sometimes, you know, and every person is different. Like um, some people respond better if they have a lot of joint pain because of the knee is a titanium knee it's really kind of funny because i was uh to tell you how i do things when i get bored i I was knocking on the side of my knee just to see if i could hear it clank and and it did (laughs) 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 and you know because your other knee doesn't clank and so you listen to your knee and it's going clank 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 Mm -hmm. but um not not a recommended habit but you know just something to find out Yes, you would always consult with your physician first, folks. Yes. Yes, listening yes. audience. Always consult with your physician. Yeah. No, don't try to tune your knees to your favorite Christmas song because that's probably not going to be a good idea. <laughs> but, um, but it's interesting because the more you find out about 
things like the knee replacement and the fact that it's going to, the, the muscles, the muscle memory will wrap itself around that metal replacement and it's going to learn to grip. And that's the part that I found really fascinating is that it, it's going to say, okay, I remember this. This is the same thing I did when I had just bone. But now the muscle will lay in a place where it can have the ability to rest when it needs to, but mm-hmm. hang on when it needs to. So it's, it's really kind of neat in that way. And um, one of the other things that we had, too, was to um, straighten, straighten the leg and lift it up and then lower the leg back down and then flatten it out and the the toe pointing that was to me was really funny and then whenever they want to get up if you're back in the seat you you can do a, a uh, pardon the expression a butt walk <laughs> yeah basically. i know what you're talking about <laughs> yeah. now this is with your physical therapist right yes yeah yeah and once once they let you uh do it then they keep encouraging you that's how you have to get out of a chair so you will learn to use your arms. Those are your, your, they become the power for your legs for that pushing. Right, when you're healing. Yes. And, you know, it's, it's a good thing to build the arms with because, you know, a lot of times um, at 60 whenever I was teaching school, I felt like I had bat wings and I could write, erase half the board if I slung my arm. You know, so... <laughs> <laughs> You, you do, you have then to put the arms to use, the hands to use, um, picking the leg up, you know, like sometimes we do in, in yoga, you you know, if it's especially someone that has leg trouble, pick the leg up, pull the foot up, and then place it back down. And so that's one of them. Um, Oh, shoot, I'm trying to think. Oh, another one. They said if, if you're really froggy, and of course I was really froggy, you can extend the leg completely and see if you can reach and touch your big toe. Is this from a chair? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, holding on to the chair with the left hand, take your right hand and touch your right knee. Since mm-hmm. That was the one I had surgery on. Right, right. And every, everything. And, you know, don't try to hold it for a minute and a half, just you know, one, two, three, four, five, and then start to lower the foot, release it, you know, Mm -hmm. from your grip, and then just take your hand back and hold on to the seat as you lower your leg back down. And you basically can walk yourself back into the chair so you're comfortable and you're not sitting on the edge the Mm -hmm. whole time. And um, a big thing that I found, too, is compression. Um, and I think that has, that's a good point that we don't always think about in yoga, but learning to do some of these exercises allows the skin and muscles both to learn compression so that they will push and pull like they're supposed to. Right. There's a replenishing of blood. So you get fresh oxygen to your joints. Right. Um, and what I was going to say is right before we got on the phone, I mean, right before we got on the podcast, when we were just talking on the phone, 
you were uh-huh. talking about yoga philosophy. So mm-hmm. do you think any of the yoga philosophy you studied helped you with the emotional part of all the things you've been overcoming? Yes, it, it definitely has. Can you tell because... the list? I want you to just let the listeners know how, if, if it did. Well, basically it's, um, it's not a race. Right. You're not, you're not trying to get better than the person next to you. The only person that you need to show your best to is yourself. And, Self-love yes. is not a bad thing in that respect because you're showing respect to the body, you're showing respect to the mind, and you're pulling both together because the mind-body connection has got to be there, and you've got to say to yourself a lot of times, it may hurt today, but it'll hurt less tomorrow. So you're you're constantly building on the improvement. Okay, I got Annie over here trying to sing. I'm going to put my husband on mute. Uh, <laughs> that's okay. We, the sun we, will come out tomorrow, and I'm like, oh dear God. Oh, that's going to bring up the ratings. Come on. Yeah, yeah okay. Not <laughs> singing. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> so, you know, the dog's looking at him funny now, I'm sure, too. Going, mm-hmm. <laughs> Doggy Daisy. <laughs> yeah, good old Daisy. And, uh, she, she also is an inspiration, too, because every time she greets you, she goes into downward-facing dogs. Oh, she's so sweet. And it's funny. <laughs> she, she still does that at home, and uh, she wants to sit with me, I can tell, and I, I love her dearly, but my allergies didn't they don't allow it, so I have yeah. to... Uh, I'll, I'll let her come over and she can rest against my footstool mm-hmm. and she'll sit and we'll talk like we're having tea or something. But um, <laughs> she was quite funny the other day, though. But whenever I first come home from having my surgery, I had some blankets there so I could put them up under my knee to raise my leg, mm-hmm. um, which that again was important you know, compression and also trying to raise it above the heart because you want to control swelling. And uh, <laughs> Daisy's trying to push the push the blankets off the couch with one paw. Uh. She, she's holding on to me with one paw and the other paw's busy pushing the blankets. Why? And it's like, I'm coming up. Oh. And I'm going, thank you, I, I love you, but no. <laughs> Not right now. <laughs> wow. So, so she's she's been very comforting and everything too. So, and um, you know she's not gotten in my way or tripped me or anything else like that. And oh, this this too this reminds me of the yoga philosophy too. Um, going upstairs that that's a biggie. And mm-hmm. the because half of your I, had, I mean entire half of your home is upstairs. Right. Right. And so, you know, but that was the best exercise plan I could have, as crazy as that sounds. But um, when you go up, you lead off with the good foot, and you're pulling your bad foot along. So it's kind of like you have to look at it as, okay, the good foot's going to lead, but the bad foot's going to follow. But then when you come down, though this sounds awkward as I'll get out, the bad foot now 
has to demonstrate what it's learned. So that bad leg has got to learn to be supportive of the body and bring the good foot with it. Mm -hmm. So it's in all things, there are balance, you know, and that was, that was the biggest lesson right there. It was good foot, good foot, bad foot, good foot, bad foot. And, um, then bad foot, good foot, bad foot, good foot. And what was really thrilling to me was I had gone all the way up the steps on both feet. I did not try to do good foot, bad foot, alternate. I just went like I used to, and I led with my right foot, which is my dominant foot and hand and everything. Mm-hmm. And I just went up, and there was no pain. And then when I did it and I got to the top of the stairs, I was like, <sighs> Oh boy! Oh my totally goodness! Totally astonished. So, so tomorrow, yeah. are you going to go see, um, you know, Santa at the alpaca farm around the corner from you? Well, I had thought about that, and <laughs> I mean, Santa's going to be there, Becky. Yeah, I know. It's like mm, it's hard to turn down Santa over there. So, yeah, I, I probably will because you uh, will okay i'm gonna go by there get this i like for the listeners to hear the news first i'm considering she's already invited me to do like alpaca yoga by the way i googled this it's already like a thing (laughs) yes (laughs) because everybody knows about goat yoga but i don't think we have any alpaca yoga happening but here's what i'm going to propose when i get there i'm going to propose that we do like a whole yoga retreat there I mean, you've you've spent a little time out there. I think it's probably big enough for people to put tents on. Oh, yeah. It's just there will be many factors to consider because most campsites have a shower house. So Mm -hmm. I don't know what we would do about something like that unless she's got a pool house. Does she have like a pool house (laughs) with a shower? Uh, uh, Not that I'm aware of. I'd be like, y'all are roughing it. (laughs) You know. um, Like primitive (laughs) camping with the the alpacas. (laughs) That's that's true. If you would like to bathe with the alpacas, I'm sure that could be an event too. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that would work out. It might have to be a one day only. I don't know if we could camp. Yeah, that's no, what I'm no, saying. Sure. Is I don't know if she would be cool with people putting tent stakes in the ground and stuff. Word of warning: Do not try to share your oatmeal with an alpaca because ah! in it, it's theirs. <laughs> yeah, I mean I haven't met them yet, but she said they're definitely not cuddly. I mean, they're they're very pretty. They're very curious about humans. Um, they're there's they're quite a few. Curious. You know, they 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 come along. They like to look at hair. They're very observant of hair, and um, some of them have quite unique hairstyles themselves. Uh, we have the dreadlock <laughs> alpaca, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the rastafarian alpaca, the rastafarian. So, like, yeah, did yeah. you get to pet them? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And beautiful. I tell you what's really neat. They get up right there. They have the longest eyelashes. Oh. And you see them whenever they blink, and it's just like watching a little butterfly in motion. It's just that <laughs> soft, subtle Aww. thing, and just beautiful eyes. You know, and to look at their eyes, you don't realize how big an animal's eye is until you see one that's bigger than your own mm-hmm. you know and it's just and these long lashes and that's that's part of the beauty now they are quite funny like i said mm-hmm. um 
and they're um I have an alpaca teddy bear as a matter of fact because <laughs> they they do have to take the wool you know to keep it from getting damaged and things like that because they'll get in the lake and they'll, they'll go up oh, there goes that year's collection off of that animal because it's hard it just like washes off yeah and but it is super wonderful <laughs> and that's also another um thing that's funny about um that yoga and the alpacas and knitting have in common is that um you can learn to spin the yarn that comes the the what they call roving uh, you learn to spin roving into yarn and making something that you can make another product with that's just so soft, hypoallergenic. I think I've only met one person in my whole life that had a slight allergy to alpaca. Oh, really? That's it. You know, somebody that's got to be allergic to something, you know, damn. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of far-fetched but um but they're beautiful animals they're very soft um their fur is adorable i would love to see you know and i yeah throw my hand up there i'll participate you'll do yoga alpaca yeah, <laughs> i mean I alpaca yoga see the yeah, goat I'll yoga do does not sound good to me but i think alpacas are more chill you know mm -hmm. <clears throat> i think that i would be more into the doing yoga around alpacas because i don't want anything climbing on my back and down facing dog no thank you no, no. I mean, I, are the alpacas going to chew on my hair if we do this? Um, no, most of the time not. They only eat Ah, animals. most of the time. <laughs> most of the time, I was going to say. The, no guarantee. Spitting, All right. Spitting is the big thing. If you see them puckering the spit. Yeah, boom. just get out of the way, right. Yeah, get out of the way. Um, that's not often, and that's usually showing, you know, dominance, but <laughs> they're, they're very docile. And they only have their, there's, there's only six teeth in their mouth and they're right on the bottom. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. It's amazing. And they're not <laughs> like our teeth. They're not like any yeah. other, you know, like you think of your dog's teeth or anything like that. <laughs> they look like um, formed chiclets. <laughs> and it, <laughs> that's the best description I can give you. A Interesting. Form. Right. and and they're great fun though and uh, the the good thing about it too um i'm gonna put a plug in there for deb yeah with her farm she supports by selling a lot of the products that she has in her store women that live in peru where the alpaca is you know, king of the mm -hmm. mountain um it's it's a very you know it's a work animal and uh, they depend on the you know every bit of it it's kind of like uh, we think of our american bison used to be but um the ladies will take the yarn from or the roving from the alpaca and they will spin and make things to knit with and then they knit these beautiful um scarves socks the alpaca socks are like wearing butter. Some of them are just this wonderful. Soft. And uh, I've got a pair of alpaca gloves. Oh, cool! They're they're um, they're actually the what they call the glittens. 
you can pull the top over the fin- the end of the fingers. Yeah. And they become mittens, but then when you pull them back, because it's like if you need to use your phone and your fingers haven't frozen off, you can use your fingers. <laughs> and so, yeah. But Deb carries some wonderful products like that. Yeah. So, I'll be know. putting that on my website if we do an event there. And I'm pretty sure that's going to happen when it warms up. So to wrap it up in the next, we've got like about five or six minutes left. Okay. Any, anything else that you want to say as far as the listeners out there? First of all, thank you everybody for listening to the podcast. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and and Julie is a wonderful yogi. She is. <laughs> you don't very, have to do that. <laughs> I, 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 there, no. no, there's not going to be an extra 50 in my stocking. For it, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe Monopoly money because that's about all we're down <laughs> to. You know? <laughs> Thank you, inflation. You know, You're but, so funny. Uh, <laughs> but I just hope everybody has a wonderful holiday season. You yes, are a thank you. Thank you. And you are too. Brag about, brag about your, uh, you're going to be doing the mistletoe thing. Yes, at, the mistletoe market is coming up. I'll get to that in the other segments. I'm going to do some other segments on this particular episode. In fact, I've got some uh, paperwork I'm going to read over uh, for awareness, signs of trafficking to give awareness to our listeners and some phone numbers for them to make the call, make the call. If you see something suspicious, just to kind of get the information out there, just to increase awareness. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah. That's, that's a, that's a good thing. At this We're going to stay informed. Yes. Yes. You know, and it always goes back to see something, say something, you know, right. What's, exactly. What's the worst that can happen? Somebody, you know, you save a life somewhere or somehow, right. or mm-hmm. you know, that's that's whenever human beings need help the most. And Julie, whenever you're feeling good, and I'm so happy you're feeling good today. Yes. Um, <laughs> you, you have yeah. the best laugh. And well, thank you. It's been a while since I've recorded. My cough was really bad. <laughs> yeah. I, I was worried about you there, and it was kind oh, of like just you know, sinuses, you know, fall and everybody's burning leaves and cutting grass and not only that it was just like everybody's allergies was that way is was i mean everybody's allergies around here in this area gets that way around this time of year is what i mean to say yes we we, we have an allergy pocket right here yeah because in alabama the the blooming never stops Yeah, I know that blooming never stops. <laughs> There's actually people already starting to sprout up stuff for their vegetable gardens now. Like oh, they wow. they grow it indoors or in the greenhouse, I guess. Mm-hmm. To start it yeah. early. And hydroponics is becoming a bit, you know, and that's always been sort of a leaning toward that thing. And I think if Alabama could ever get their their head wrapped around hydroponics, it would be great. You yeah. Know? And everything, so because we have wonderful re- resources for that. So, but yeah, I'm just looking forward to a good holiday and hearing from you. And yes, we I'm, will. You know, we'll do some stuff. Good. We'll do some stuff. Get together, hang out, maybe go get some tacos. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank, yes. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, I'm not hanging up on you, Becky, but say goodbye. Okay. <laughs> goodbye. Feliz Navidad. Merry Christmas. Love y'all. <laughs> thank you all. Namaste. All right, I hope you enjoyed that segment of Yogi Becky. 
Remember, if you're listening on another format and you can't get to the first episodes, you can check those out on anchor.fm forward slash happy hamstrings. You can also check out information about me on my website at yogijules.com. That's Y-O-G-I-J-U-L-Z dot com. Uh, Yogi Robin is actually going to be on a different episode. I called Yogi Robin and she's not going to be on tonight. However, she will be back another day very soon to talk to everyone and inspire you all. Uh, this segment is actually just about awareness because it's time for us to all step up our game and get informed and be aware. And actually, everyone has a role to play in the combat of human trafficking. Uh, recognizing the signs, that is the first step to identifying the victims. The victims can be U.S. citizens or foreigners of any age, any race, any gender. Um, things that would be signs is if they have no control over their money or their ID, if they show signs of malnourishment, uh, poor hygiene, fatigue, sleep deprivation, untreated illnesses, injuries, or unusual behavior. Um, they avoid eye contact and interaction. They exhibit evidence of verbal threats, uh, emotional abuse, being treated in a demeaning way, and they have a new instant love who lavishes them with gifts if they show any signs of physical abuse or confinement. If they feel like they lack freedom or if they have any freedom of movement or if they feel like they're constantly monitored. And also I have this list here in front of me and this is from Shared Hope. Uh, potential warning signs of child sex trafficking. And it depends on your job. This may actually be something if you interact with children, you could watch out for and be aware. And I'm going to give the phone number, if you can just bear with me to the end, uh, for contact information where you can make the call. So potential warning signs would be signs of physical abuse, such as burns, marks, bruises, or cuts, unexplained absences from school, sudden inappropriate dress, or if overly tired in class and unable to keep up with studies, withdrawn, depressed, distracted, bragging about having lots of money, uh, displaying expensive clothes, accessories, shoes, or new tattoos often used by pimps as a way to brand their victims, uh, an older boyfriend, new friends with different lifestyle or gang affiliations or involvement, disjointed family connections, running away, living with friends, experiencing homelessness, Interacting, sharing personal information with sometimes significantly older people online. Uh, constant cover-up for abusers, self-shaming, self-blaming, like if they're blaming themselves. Risk-taking behavior and poor boundaries. And here are some signs of the traffickers, the pimps. Um, they, would ex they would be exhibiting the following behaviors. Jealous, controlling, violent. Uh, significantly older than female companions, promising things that seem too good to be true, vague about his or her profession, takes time to learn a child's hopes and dreams and exploit their weaknesses, encouraging victims to engage in illegal activities to achieve their goals and dreams, um, may not become sexual or forceful until trust is built, encourages inappropriate sexual behavior, if they're pushy or demanding about sex, expressing financial difficulties to make the victim feel obligated. So playing the martyr card, trying to make them feel sorry for them. Uh, a 
companies and translates for speaks for the victim at school or medical appointments. Befriends the child online through social media, gaming, or apps that provide private communications. If you see something suspicious, make the call. You don't have to know all of the details to be helpful. The 24 hours a day, seven days a week, every single day of the year, National Human Trafficking Hotline is 1-888-373-7888. Once again, that National Human Trafficking Hotline is 1-888-373-7888. If you work in a hotel, a school, or anything like that, be aware and be sure to be on the, be on the lookout for this sort of thing. It is very important that we bring forth our awareness and step forward into helping identify the victims. And the phone number four, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children is 1-800-843-5678. Again, that's 1-800-843-5678, cybertiponline.com. If you have any information about a missing child or a suspected child sexual exploitation, please do call or visit the website. Of course, in any emergency, you would dial 911. However, it's very important that we do come together and bring forth awareness. And like Becky said, say something. It's not going to hurt to say something. You could save someone's life. You never know. Thank you so much for listening to Happy Hamstrings. This is your host, Julie Brown, and I will be back very soon. Uh, thanks for your patience since I haven't been around. Uh, we'll be back. Looking forward to talking to you then. Namaste.